Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz. And it is our mission here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and the majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we are going to be doing a very special spotlight that's been a long time coming. So if you've been uh, a faithful listener of the podcast, you know that I've teased around and teased around doing this spotlight, but today, it is finally here. We are doing a spotlight on one of the unsung heroes in recorded jazz. We're talking about drummer Art Taylor. That's right. Art Taylor is one of my favorite drummers. Now, I love tons of drummers. Max Roach, Kenny Clark, um, God, Elvin Jones, Tane Watts, um, yeah, I mean, Brian Blade, there's a ton of them, right? But, these are the names that kind of get thrown around. Roy Haynes, living legend, right? Jimmy Cobb, you know, all these cats. Uh, Billy Hart, right? Uh, Billy Higgins, those names get thrown around. But unfortunately, one of the names that kind of gets lost in the shuffle is Art Taylor. And I I I think it's a travesty, to use one of Charlie Parker's favorite words. And basically, you know, that's one of the things that I believe we do best here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast is we take some of those unsung heroes and we flash a, a, a bright light on them. And for our listeners, I guess you can see where we're, we start to come from here at the Dr. Jazz Podcast going like, oh, I didn't know Art Taylor was on that. I didn't know Art Taylor was on that. You mean to tell me that's Art Taylor on drums? Dang. that Those drums sound good. That's Art Taylor? Yep. And that's what we're hoping to do. So, we are going to give you 25 glorious jazz tracks, some that are going to be a surprise to you, um, that features the drumming mastery of the great Art Taylor. But first, here's some tracks with Art as a leader.
the great art taylor and that is the focus of our spotlight on this edition of the dr jazz podcast so that last track you heard was cuckoo and fungi which is actually an original composition by the great drummer art taylor who we are spotlighting uh of course it was art on the drums uh but it was also the great dave burns on trumpet stanley turrentine on the tennis saxophone Wenton Kelly on the piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and Carlos Patato Valdez on the congas. And this is from a uh, 1961 release on Blue Note Records entitled A.T.'s Delight, A.T. being Art Taylor, recorded August 6, 1960 in the Van Gelder Studios. Now... <coughs> This whole first set that you just heard were selections uh, from Art as a leader on these sessions, right? Um, so but the track that you heard in the middle there was a tune called Fidel. And um, that, of course, featured Art Taylor on the drums. But Sam Jones on the bass, the great Walter Davis on the piano, and the dueling saxophones of Charlie Rouse, who's you know, very well known for his work with the great Thelonious Monk, and Frank Foster, um, who, you know, would later take over the Count Basie Orchestra. And that is part of an album called Taylor's Tenors. Um, and that was from the Prestige label back in 1959. June 3rd. Hey, that's today. What do you know? June 3rd, 1959. So, there you go. Man, good stuff. Meant to be. And then we started off the set with one of my all-time favorite tracks, Cubano Chant. And that uh, featured Art Taylor, of course, on the drums, along with the great Donald Byrd on the trumpet, Jackie McLean on the alto saxophone, again, Charlie Rouse, on the tenor saxophone, Ray Bryant on the piano, who wrote that tune, by the way. Um, Wendell Marshall on the bass, recorded February 25th, 1957. And this comes from a prestige album called Taylor's Wailers. And it's also got a track on here with John Coltrane, Red Garland, Paul Chambers, and of course Art Taylor um, playing a Jimmy Heath tune. CTA. 
Um, they're playing some monk tunes on this on this album as well. It's just it's a fantastic album, you know. And um, you know that's the thing about Art Taylor, is um, he was renowned for his solid, consistently imaginative, imaginative, timekeeping and riveting solo work. So, I mean, you could just hear just uh, in, in in those tracks some of the grooviness that he had, you know. So let's get into a little bit of it. Let's dive, you know. Arthur S. Taylor Jr., born April 6, 1929, uh, was an American jazz drummer who helped, quote-unquote, define the sound of modern jazz drumming. Uh, he was born in New York, and as a teenager, Art joined a local Harlem band that featured just a couple of cats you may have heard of, Sonny Rollins, Jackie McLean and Kenny Drew. Now, how's that for a, a local band? You know. Um, but after playing in the bands of Howard McGee, Coleman Hawkins, Buddy DeFranco, Bud Powell, George Wallington, and Art Farmer, um, again with Bud Powell and George Wallington, back and forth, Gigi Grice, Donald Byrd, he formed his own group, which we just heard, Taylor's Whalers. And between 1957 and 63, he toured with Donald Byrd, recorded with Miles Davis, Gene Ammons, and John Coltrane, performed with Thelonious Monk as well. And Art Taylor was also a member of the original Kenny Dorham Quartet of 1957. So that's what we're kind of shedding some light on going forward here on our special spotlight of the all-time great drummer, Art Taylor. I want to help you make Art Taylor a household name again. Because, um, you know, it, it's not like he, he's right off the tip of your tongue when you think of jazz drummers, you know, like um, the Joneses, right? Billy Joe Jones, Papa Joe Jones, Elvin Jones, right? He, he's not uh, that, um, but he should be. And, and I guess that's the thing. And, uh, you know, there's tons of other great drummers. You know, there's like another level where some people are like, oh, yeah, but Buddy Rich and Gene Krupa and, you know, and uh, Joe Morello and Ed Shaughnessy. And there's tons of great drummers. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, you get some of the more modern cats, right? And everybody's just like, well, Jack DeJanette, man, yeah. And then you've got, uh, which Jack's great. Do not get me wrong. I'm not putting down Jack. Love Jack. But the idea is that you sit there and you start talking about drummers that may have been part of, you know, like the Bill Evans trio. So you start talking about, um, like, um, Joe LaBarbera. You know, or you start talking about drummers that might have been part of piano trios like the Chikoria piano trio, the acoustic trio, right? So you're either talking about like Dave Weckl or, you know, you might get into a conversation about Roy Haynes because, I mean, God knows, is there anybody in jazz that hasn't played with Roy Haynes? So, but Art Taylor was very much one of those cats as well, you know, and that's what I want to get to. That's what I kind of want to strike in the heart of of the listeners for this podcast is that, you know, Art Taylor played with so many cats. And it's not just that. It's what all 
all the amazing recordings that he was a part of. Recordings that you probably have in your library, if you're a jazz listener, or that you've heard hundreds of times. And this is kind of me on my soapbox here for a second, but this is the problem sometimes with digital music. You know, I'm one of those people that I love to have the physical media uh, not just to hold it in my hand. It's not like I'm a tactile person so much, but I love reading. I love reading about the liner notes and I love reading about who all was in this session. And oh, there was, but there was this one track that was recorded, just like what we were talking about with Taylor's Whalers, right? There was that one track that had John Coltrane, Red Garland, and Paul Chambers. Well, somebody who only saw the cover either thought that. Every tenor on that was John Coltrane, which is not giving Charlie Rouse his respective due. Or, you know, they think that John Coltrane's track is Charlie Rouse the other way around. Now, granted, if you're kind of seasoned to jazz, you're like, but how could anybody ever mistake John Coltrane and Charlie Rouse? They sound completely different. Well, yeah, you know, but that's the thing is that you came up understanding what you were listening to. So to the novice listener, um, the garden variety layman listener, they don't know the difference between John Coltrane and Charlie Rouse or Frank Foster for that matter. So that's the point. And that's just on individual instrument. Let's say they're completely new to jazz. Then they don't know who Donald Byrd is. Maybe, right? So they're like, I don't know who Red Garland is. Is he the trumpet player? Is he the the saxophone player? You you see what I'm saying, right? Seems absurd to to most seasoned listeners, but don't forget that there's cats out there who really genuinely want to learn uh, about what they're hearing, right? So that's why I actually love the, the, the physical media itself, is to look and see who's on what track, and some of the liner notes for each of these albums. Okay? So, off the soapbox. But this is why uh, we're doing Spotlights, is to, uh, even whether it's for novice listeners or whether it's for more seasoned listeners, we hope to kind of hit the pins down the middle and make a strike. In that, if you're a seasoned listener, then maybe you haven't really delved deep into the work of Art Taylor. But if you're a new listener, then that's why I always give this information of who's on what instrument and on what tracks. See what I'm saying? So, uh, with that being said, we are going to start turning our attention now for the remainder of the podcast uh, for various artists and incredible songs from many, many, many great, great albums. Some Diamonds in the Rough and some absolute essential albums for jazz listening that features our spotlighted artist, the great Art Taylor. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
Thank you.
dear old Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, great, tasty stuff right there. Uh, that was uh, a session led by Mr. PC himself, the great Paul Chambers, uh, featuring Kenny Burrell and his stylings on the guitar, Hank Jones on the piano, and of course, our spotlighted artist on this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast, drum master Art Taylor. And this comes from a 1957 Blue Note Records date um, by Paul Chambers uh, called Bass on Top. Great stuff. And uh, a nice, you know, th- that's kind of the other thing is that throughout these sets, you're going to kind of hear different, you know, uh, styles and different uh, things that really accentuate what an all around well rounded uh, artist that Paul Chambers, or I'm sorry, that Art Taylor actually was. And Paul Chambers' recording of Dear Old Stockholm there is a nice mid-tempo swinger, you know, which is really great. Now, before that, you got to hear Art Taylor in a trio setting uh, with bassist George de Vivier and the great pianist Bud Powell. And it comes from another Blue Note Records date, The Amazing Bud Powell Volume 2 in which you got to hear Art Taylor give his groovy kind of Latin stylings with collard greens and black-eyed peas, which was actually an original by the great bassist Oscar Pettiford. So, and no, it wasn't the Violent Femmes. The Violent Femmes actually took that from Oscar Pettiford and Bud Powell and Art Taylor. So there you go. Um, before that, we heard a really, really sweet, track it was called changes um and it featured not only miles davis on the trumpet uh but milt jackson bags himself on the vibraphone um ray bryant again on piano percy heath of the heath brothers on the bass and of course art taylor on drums but on that track you've got to hear just how tasteful art taylor's brush work actually is now, there are some great drummers who can play some amazing brushes, but they're not as good on the actual sticks. And then there's other drummers who are just fantastic on you know, on 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 tons of the the like Latin beats and you know, all the the polyrhythms and things like that going on or they're a great swing drummer, you know, and they can keep like the burning tempos just locked in, but it sounds like I don't know, the whiskers of, like, you know, Godzilla or something, you know what I mean, when they actually get to the brushes on the set. Not so with Art Taylor. He is such a refined artist uh, that he sounds just as good on the brushes as he does on the sticks. Um, And that is an example of his impeccable brushwork right there. And it comes from a prestige date from August 5th, 1955, um, called... The Miles Davis and Milt Jackson Quintet slash Sextet. Yeah. Mm. And Jackie McLean's on two of these tracks, too. So there you go. Coming back all the way back around to all those old, you know, uh, local band members there with Jackie McLean and, um, you know, Sonny Rollins and all them cats. Right. So. Okay. Before that, we heard uh, a. Uh, composition by Jimmy Heath called CTA 
and it featured not only Art Taylor on the drums, but Doug Watkins on the bass, the great Sonny Clark on the piano, and the one, the only, Lee Morgan on the trumpet. And it comes from Lee Morgan's date uh, for Blue Note once again called Candy. And uh, this is an early date for Lee Morgan, uh, November 18th, 1957 and February 2nd, 1958. And actually, the track that we heard was from Groundhog's Day, 1958. Um, yeah, and just incredible. I mean, just swing in tune. So great. And then we started off the set with um, some extended percussion, you know, <laughs> if you will, um, with Going, Going, Gone. And this comes from the... Impulse album, The Great K and JJ. And of course, that is alluding to uh, the two trombone feature, the two trombone tandem feature of the great JJ Johnson and K. Winding. Now, um, besides those fellas on the trombone and Art Taylor on the drums, you also have Tommy Williams on the bass and the one and the only Bill Evans on piano. So, and you heard a nice, you know, swinger right there with that. Besides keeping the great time that he did, he was also hitting some gongs, you know, hence going, going, gong, right? So, and he didn't lose a beat, which I just think is incredible. So, um, yeah. Well, diving a bit further into the great Art Taylor legacy, uh, in 1963, Art Taylor moved to Europe. That's right, he expatriated from America over to Europe, uh, just like so many other great jazz musicians did around that time, uh, where he mainly lived in France and Belgium for 20 years. Now, keep this in mind, that's from 1963 to 1983. So, from Kennedy to Reagan. That's a big jump in time, right? Um, but while he was in France and in Belgium, he played with local groups and jazz musicians, other expatriates, such as Johnny Griffin, John Bodwin, and um, along with other traveling American musicians, such as Woody Shaw, uh, during his tenure in Paris. Uh, but while he was there, he Art Taylor also studied drums in Paris with one of the first expatriates, which was the great drummer Kenny Clark. That's right. Art Taylor studied with Kluke himself. And Kluke is one of the uh, guys uh, who basically founded the whole bebop kind of sound along with Max Roach, you know. But he studied with him. And that's probably why a lot of people feel like he helped define the modern sound of drums in jazz. So... Uh, but he returned to the United States to help his mother, uh, who had turned ill. And he continued to freelance, and um, he organized the second band in 1993, again called Taylor's Whalers. So, um, yeah, so there's a little bit more insight on Art Taylor. Now, if you're trying to actually kind of jot some of these titles and, you know, uh, uh, are like the leaders for each of these dates down. Don't worry about it. We've got all that covered for you. All you have to do is check out our website 
And that website is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z Podcast dot WordPress dot com. And there you can find out information on every single episode. And you can see the album art. You can see each track that we played and who the leader is. Okay, so we've already done all that legwork for you. That way you know exactly what to order and what to get from your, you know, music, listening, scavenger hunts, etc. So, um, yeah, and please support locally if you have the option to do so. I know that not everybody has local record stores, but it certainly helps. Always. They're the ones perpetuating the music, right? So there you go. Um, besides that, remember you can find the Dr. Jazz podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. So uh, feel free to write a review if you like what you hear and share with your friends. Um, also, also, we would love to hear from you. Uh, so while you're at the Dr. Jazz website, uh, feel free to drop us a line and tell us uh, what you thought of the show. Or if you have any ideas for new shows, we always love to hear from our listeners. So with that being said, enough PSA. Let's get to some more great jazz music from the great Art Taylor. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank <laughs> you.
All right. So that last track is none other than one of Kenny Dorham's greatest compositions. It's been covered many, 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 many times. It's none other, it's none other than the track Lotus Blossom, which is also known as Asiatic Rays. Uh, it's been covered by um, Sonny Rollins. It's been covered by um, Donald Harrison. Um, yeah, Roy Hargrove, Antonio Hart. Lots of cool versions, you know. Um, but this is one of the first... Uh, not the first, but one of the first, and it comes from Kenny Dorham's uh, session as the leader, Quiet Kenny, which is a fantastic album for Prestige Records, recorded November 13, 1959. Uh, of course, it features Kenny Dorham on the trumpet, the great Tommy Flanagan on piano, uh, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and of course, our spotlighted artist, drum master Art Taylor on the drums. Another fine, fine example of um, Art Taylor's drumming. And, you know, there was kind of like, I don't want to say it's really fours, trading fours in that song, but you really got to hear Art kind of stretch out a little bit when they were like, da-da-da, and he kind of got to work his magic over the skins of the drums, and da-da-da, and then back to Art, you know. So, cool, cool track. Uh, Before that, we heard a real slow tune. It's one of my favorite what I like to call after hours blues uh, it's called hitting the jug and it opens up the entire album for tenor master Gene Ammons and it comes from his prestige session um, from 1960 June 16th 1960 boss tenor and features Gene Ammons of course on the tenor saxophone Tommy Flanagan again on the piano, Doug Watkins on bass, Ray Barreto, that's right, the same Ray Barreto, the salsa master Ray Barreto, the conguero master Ray Barreto on congas, and of course, Art Taylor on drums. And to hear the dichotomy of that together that a really slow tune to like a groovy tune with a lot of polyrhythms that just shows you how well-rounded Art Taylor is uh, in the middle of that set we heard Francisco which is an original composition by saxophonist Jackie McLean that's right Jackie Mac uh, and it features him on the alto sax as well as Blue Mitchell one of my favorite trumpet players on trumpet Walter Bishop Jr. on the piano uh, Mr. PC himself again, Paul Chambers on the bass and Art Taylor on the drums, comes from a 1960 Blue Note date called Capuchin Swing by Jackie McLean. Just killer, killer, killer stuff. And you start to see a lot of these same players, you know what I mean? And they, they're really, uh, they really like Art's style of drumming and, and they really connect with him, you know. And that's just great, so... Uh, but here's one with some new ones. Uh, we heard before that Flight to Jordan from an album of the exact same name for Blue Note Records. Again, 1960. Um, the leader on this date is, of course, pianist Duke Jordan. Um, along with Dizzy Reese, 
on the trumpet, Stanley Turrentine on the tenor saxophone, Reggie Workman, who you may know that name from his work with John Coltrane on the bass, and of course, Art Taylor on the drums. And then we started off the set with the great Little Giant, talking about Johnny Griffin um, on the tenor saxophone, Buddy Montgomery on the piano, Monk Montgomery on the bass, and if those names sound familiar, they should. They're the brothers of the great jazz guitarist Wes Montgomery, and they did a couple of albums together, uh, most notably one with George Shearing that was really good, um, but then Art Taylor's on drums, so you have this Basically, this rhythm section of the Montgomery Brothers, Art Taylor, and then Johnny Griffin's out front. And that's what we started off the set with, was the Duke Ellington classic, Do Nothing to You Here from Me. Uh, which is an incredible uh, session for Riverside Records. Back in 1963, June of 63, recorded at Subo in Berkeley, California. Mm-hmm. Great stuff there. Hmm. Well, listen, we've got plenty of more great jazz for you on this special spotlight of Art Taylor. We do hope you're enjoying it. Remember, if you need to take a pause, that's great. You can pick right back up. But if not, we're going to keep on swinging for you. So up next, you are going to uh, really dig this set. A lot of milestones in this Set, but first we're going to start off with a great trumpet player, Donald Bird. Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank mm-hmm. you.
Kinshasa. So that is the Niger Mambo from the great Randy Weston and his album African Cookbook. Uh, Features, of course, Randy Weston and his awesome piano stylings on the piano. Um, Henry Teche on the bass. And I'm going to butcher this, so I go ahead and I'm going to apologize ahead of time. Azadine Niles Weston and Rebop Kwakuba, both on the percussion. Uh, and of course, Art Taylor keeping the beat down on the drums. Just amazing stuff. Whew. Great, great, great stuff. Uh, before that, we heard some awesome, you know, um, polyrhythms going on there with Art from one of Sonny Clark's uh, Blue Note sessions from uh, 1957 we heard news for lulu uh, which is an original composition also by the great sonny clark uh, of course it features donald bird on the trumpet curtis fuller who r.i.p just passed away um, but a real force in the blue note catalog uh, curtis fuller on the trombone uh, the great john coltrane on the tenor saxophone, Sonny Clark on the piano, Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers on the bass, and Art Taylor and the drums. I mean, you talk about a super band. This is a super group right here. And um, loads of great standards like Speak Low with a song in my heart, Come Rain or Come Shine, uh, but then great tracks like News for Lulu like, that you just heard right there. So... Um, This is truly one of um, Sonny Clark's all-time best on Blue Note. And it's part of the Connoisseur CD series, so there you go. Uh, Before that, in the middle of the set, we heard Miles Davis with the Gil Evans Orchestra from Miles Ahead. We heard New Rumba, which I believe is a, a composition by Ahmad... Jamal, the great pianist Ahmad Jamal. And um, Miles always said he loved the way Jamal touched the piano. He said, he has a nice touch. It's got a nice touch. You know. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So none other. Here, here's the Gil Evans Orchestra and the whole thing from 1957, right? So it was actually, New Rumba was recorded May 23rd, 1957 with Miles Davis on the flugelhorn. Uh, Bernie Glow and Ernie Royal, Taft Jordan, Louis Mucci, and John Carisi on the trumpets. Uh, in the horn section, meaning like French horn, Willie Ruff, Tony Miranda, um, and Jimmy Buffington. On the trombones, Frank Rehack. Uh, which you may know that name from when he played with the Dizzy Gillespie Orchestra. So there you go. Uh, Jimmy Cleveland and Joe Bennett on the trombone. Tom Mitchell on bass trombone. Bill Barber on the tuba. Paul Chambers on the bass. Lee Konitz on the alto saxophone. Danny Bank on the bass clarinet. Uh, Romeo Pink and Sid Cooper. Uh, and Eddie Kane on flutes and clarinets. Wynton Kelly on some piano work, and then our star of this episode, the great Art Taylor on drums, a kick-ass ensemble, without a doubt. 
Then before that, I've been saying it all podcast, just about every podcast, every time I mention the this bass great, but we actually got to hear the track itself. Mr. PC from the great John Coltrane and his 1959 classic Giant Steps. We got to hear the song Mr. PC featuring John Coltrane on the tenor saxophone, Tommy Flanagan on the piano, Art Taylor on the drums, and Mr. PC himself, Paul Chambers, running the bass lines. Just incredible. And we started off with a bang because it was just hell for leather speed uh, with the great Donald Byrd from his Blue Note session from December of 1958 off to the races we heard lover come back to me the um, the standard and it features of course Donald Byrd on the trumpet Jackie McLean on the alto Pepper Adams on the Barry sax so you get that wonderful Pepper Adams Donald Byrd duo thing going on Wenton Kelly on the piano Sam Jones on the bass and our star Art Taylor on the drums now Giving you a little bit more info on Art Taylor as a as we kind of left off, you know, he was in um, Europe in uh, Paris and like Belgium uh, for 20 years from like 1963 to like 1983 with a lot of the other uh, expatriates in jazz because they were actually treated like real men, like real human beings. You know, they weren't made to feel like they were some kind of like subclass um, like the way the way they were in the United States I mean Jackie McLean talks about how traffic would just stop not you know you you didn't have to have like uh, a policeman stop traffic or anything like that they just knew who Thelonious Monk and who Bud Powell were so anytime Monk or Bud was in Paris they just walked through the crosswalk and traffic would stop because of that immense amount of respect for jazz musicians in Paris. And they didn't get treated like that in America. They got treated like what what happened to Miles Davis when he got hit over the head with a billy club by a drunken cop. Out standing outside having a cigarette in the club that he was playing at with his name on the billboard so he had to take that cop to jail and he won which is rare but I'm just saying so this is why a lot of these musicians expatriated to Europe and Art Taylor was one of them so he came back due to his mother being ill and and that was like 1983 ish somewhere around there uh, but it's worth noting that by 1993 uh, he had reconnected with so many musicians uh, and friends of his that he decided to write a book. That's right. Art Taylor was author Art Taylor. <laughs> author Arthur Taylor. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. Um, and he wrote a book called Notes and Tones, um, which is a whole book uh, based on interviews with other jazz musicians. And... For many musicians, this is kind of like, you know, earth-shattering or groundbreaking because it kind of gives a wide range of perspectives from the musician's perspective 
on all sorts of things. Um, social topics, political topics, economic topics, um, and even topics that usually were not mentioned in 1993. Uh, there were topics that they talked about that were not covered in typical publications at that time. Typical books or typical interviews for like Jazz Times Magazine or Downbeat or whatever. You know, so... Um, it's still in print, if you'd like. Um, it's called Notes and Tones. Um, yeah, and I think it's part of Art Taylor's legacy to, to mention that, you know. Because it wasn't, sadly, it wasn't uh, but two years later that uh, Art passed away at the age of 65 on February 6, 1995 in New York. So, but... Um, his his spirit lives on because here we are at the Dr. Jazz podcast giving him a full spotlight into some of the just essential albums in the canon of jazz. We're talking about Giant Steps. We're talking about Miles Ahead. We're talking about Sonny, probably Sonny Clark's best album for Blue Note and Sonny's Crib. I mean, you know, I just told you about that that killer band, right? I mean, so with Curtis Fuller, John Coltrane, Donald Byrd, Paul Chambers, you know, Sonny Clark, and Art Taylor. So, I mean, that's not to mention just the, the greats, all the greats that he's played with, from Jackie McLean to Duke Jordan, uh, Johnny Griffin, Paul Chambers, Bud Powell, Miles Davis, Milton Jackson, J.J. Uh, Johnson, Kay Winding, Lee Morgan, all them cats that we've covered so far. Gene Ammons, yeah, Kenny Dorham, tons of these cats, right? Well, we're not done yet. We've got just a few more, but we're going to deliver for you. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dr. Jazz Podcast.
So that was Rumba Numba. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rumba Numba. Uh, by, written by Walter Davis Jr., the great pianist. And it actually comes from a 1959 Blue Note session led by Walter Davis Jr., which is an incredible album, by the way. And it's called Davis Cup. So, uh, and of course, it features uh, the great Walter Davis Jr. leading the the charge on piano with Donald Byrd once again on the trumpet and the great Jackie McLean, Jackie Mac on alto sax. Sam Jones is in the bass seat, and of course, on drums is our spotlighted artist on this episode of the Doctor Jazz Podcast, the great Art Taylor cannot say his name enough just incredible skills on the drums okay before that we heard Thelonica which is a um uh, I'm sorry we heard <laughs> well it comes from the album Thelonica uh we heard off minor the Thelonious Monk composition and this is a session that is led by pianist Tommy Flanagan um, an incredible, incredible pianist who probably doesn't get his his due enough as well. Um, and uh, we heard, like I said, Off Minor, which is a Thelonious Monk tune uh, off of the album Thelonica. And what it is is a, it's a mishmash of the names Thelonious and Panonica, which was no doubt the, um, the great jazz baroness, Panonica de Kuningsvarder. Uh, who was from the Roth, the Rothschild uh, wealth? Uh, she was uh, an incredible jazz baroness and and patron uh, who gave all, well, a good many jazz musicians a, a lot of funding and patronage that they really needed. And um, you know, it's been said that um, besides helping out Thelonious Monk. Uh, for years and years, you know, in his career, uh, she's helped out Horace Silver and and many others. Who's uh, Gigi Grice, who's named tunes after her, like Nika's Dream. You know, that was her nickname, Nika. And uh, Horace Silver wrote Nika's Dream. Gigi Grice wrote Nika's Tempo. Uh, and of course, Thelonious Monk wrote the song after her uh, and dedicated to her, Panonica, which is a beautiful tune. But um, uh, yeah, and don't forget that, in fact, Charlie Parker, the great bird himself, would have probably died penniless in the street uh, when he passed away, and there would have been, you know, myths and rumors about his age had she not taken him in to her residence uh, where Charlie Parker passed away, and she corrected the coroner who estimated his body at 60 years old, and she said, no, he's 34, so... Yeah, so thank God for Panonica, right? And, um, yeah, so this uh, great session, um, which is led by Tommy Flanagan, is called uh, Thelonica. And it's a whole uh, host of Thelonious Monk tunes, uh, with the exception of Thelonica, which is a tune by uh, Tommy Flanagan. And, um, yeah, it's li- they've got a bunch of these songs on here. Panonica, that I just mentioned. Light Blue, Ask Me Now, Thelonious, Reflections, Ugly Beauty, and of course, the tune that we heard off minor. Um, Yeah, and 
Tommy Flanagan's on piano, George Mraz is on the bass, fantastic bass player, and Art Taylor on the drums. Before that, speaking of Thelonious, we heard Nutty, and that comes from a prestige session, prestige records, uh, from... 1953 and 1954. It's split over two dates, November 13th, 1953, or three dates, September 22nd and October 25th, 1954. And um, it's from the album Thelonious Monk slash Sonny Rollins. So we got to hear the both of those titans in this session. Uh, Thelonious Monk, of course, on piano, the great Sonny Rollins, the saxophone colossus himself on tenor saxophone, Julius Watkins on the French horn. Um, tons of of uh, other sidemen here: Percy Heath, Tommy Potter, Willie Jones, Art Blakey, and then our man Art Taylor on the drums. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, man, great stuff. And then, um, we started off the set with. The bebop classic A Night in Tunisia, which um, comes from the Charlie Parker Quintet, complete live at Birdland, May 17th, 1950. Yeah, just a few years before Bird passed away. And it, it features, of course, Charlie Parker um, on the saxophone, but it also features uh, Bud Powell. And Fats Navarro. So you finally get to hear some cool, cool interaction between Bird and Fats. And, and then, of course, our guy, Art Taylor, who's the spotlight here um, on drums. And it's great to hear Art put his spin on the Latin rhythms of A Night Tunisia, you know. So, yeah, great, great stuff. All right, so now we've got one last set for you, and it's a great doozy. Um, three awesome tracks to kind of round out this um, episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Remember, you can find all this information um, about this episode and other episodes at our website, which is Dr. Jazz Podcast, D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast.wordpress.com. And uh, there you can also write to us if you'd like to tell us what you thought about the episode uh, or if you have any ideas for other shows. You know, remember, we're not making any money off this. You know, we, we don't do advertisements or anything like that. Um, in fact, we pay money uh, in order to bring this show, this podcast to you. Uh, and it's all for spreading the love uh, of jazz music and um, to help uh, inform you and to uplift your spirits and to make you forget about the, the craziness of the world, you know, one episode at a time. Because, you know, we're all in on this big blue marble together. Okay? So, uh, yeah. And uh, remember, you can find the Dr. Jazz Podcast wherever you find your podcast, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, wherever, we're there. And uh, don't forget to, to share with your friends if you think that they would dig um, a jazz podcast like ours. Because, you know, we aim to do nothing but... Um, like I said before, just inform folks about the, the majesty of jazz music and uh, get your mind off things for a little while. So, that being said, uh, enough PSA, and I will get these 
these next couple of tracks for the our last set spinning thank you for listening
Well, folks, it's that time. It's closing time for this episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Um, yeah, so we started off that set with uh, a tune called Sakcha uh, by the great Benny Golson uh, from his album Free, uh, recorded in late 1962 and released on the Argo label in uh, 63. Uh, of course, that featured... Um, Tommy Flanagan on the piano, Ron Carter on the bass, Benny Golson on the tenor, and of course Art Taylor, our spotlighted artist on the drums. Uh, as it turns out, um, Art Taylor was actually a replacement for Philly Joe Jones, who was due to play on the session but did not go to the studio. So, and good for uh, Benny Golson because uh, it actually created one hell of a, of a session. And you got to hear that great Latin beat on Sock Cha. Uh, yeah, and it turns out that that was the last album in which Benny Golson would play as a leader in his Don Bias, Lucky Thompson kind of style because uh, he would soon become a full-time arranger and uh, his next playing date on record would be 1977. So... He was totally in top form uh, for Sock Cha. Uh, after that, in the middle of that set, we heard from the Red Garland Trio. We heard Stompin' at the Savoy um, from Red Garland's prestige date back in 1956 and 57, Red Garland's Piano. And it features Red Garland, of course, on the piano, Paul Chambers on the bass, and the great art. Taylor on drums and then we close the set with one of my all-time favorite tracks by the great long tall Dexter Gordon Uh, Dexter Gordon on tenor saxophone Donald Byrd on the trumpet Kenny Drew at the piano Nils Henning Ersted Peterson in hop on the bass and Art Taylor on the drums we heard the Donald Byrd composition Tanya from Dexter Gordon's 1964 Blue Note album, One Flight Up, which has recently been uh, the subject of some controversy (laughs) in the jazz Twitter world. Um, So it's a great album, uh, you know, but that one track, Tanya, man, the smoky, foggy, tone of Dexter man and when he starts his solo like those notes just linger in the air like it's a, a very sticky humid day you know or a sticky humid night you know and you could just see everything wafting in the air so pure magic pure magic um, so yeah thank you again for for listening to our special spotlight on drum master art Taylor uh, hopefully after hearing this episode you hear just what a huge contribution he has been to the history of recorded jazz and um, hopefully he will start to become more of a well-deserved household name along with Elvin Jones and Philly Joe Jones and Max Roach and Brian Blade and all the rest of those wonderful cats because Art Taylor man as you could hear from this session um, from this episode he's super duper important so I thank you once again for listening. Remember to check out our website, drjazzpodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, write to us if you got any ideas. We'd love to hear from you. 
And uh, in closing, as we always love to say in the famous words of Duke Ellington, thank you for listening, and we do love you madly. And until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good now, because in jazz, we trust.